Are you looking for some great indie podcasts to listen to? Check out the Pod Nation list on podchaser.com, where you can find a list of great indie podcasts, get links to their official websites, and even listen to some of their episodes without needing to create an account or log in. So once again, for some great indie podcasts, check out the Pod Nation list on podchaser.com. Welcome to The Fanboy and the Hater, a podcast hosted and produced by Mike Hall and Jim Harris, where we discuss the best and worst in movies, TV, and pop culture. Hey, this is Jim. I'm flying solo on this episode since it features two television shows that my co-host Mike hasn't seen yet. In this short episode, we're going to explore our perception of and relationship with time, how it affects the stories we tell about the past, and how those stories compare with reality. The first TV show is the HBO miniseries Chernobyl, which debuted here in the United States in May 2019, and which recently won Emmy Awards for Outstanding Limited Series Directing and Writing. If you haven't had a chance to see Chernobyl yet, don't worry, there will be no spoilers in this episode. Chernobyl is based on the actual nuclear power plant disaster that occurred in April 1986. See, a just world is a sane world. There was nothing sane about Chernobyl. dealing with something that has never occurred on this planet before. What happened on the night of the accident? Asking the right question will be the truth. There is no truth. What happened then? What happened after? Madness. This HBO miniseries was a fairly easy binge because it contained only five episodes, each approximately one hour long. The miniseries is an absolutely fascinating piece of television. It is dramatic, suspenseful, at times terrifying, and heartbreaking. It contains some wonderfully acted performances from an ensemble cast that is led by Jared Harris, Stellan Skarsgård, and Emily Watson. As I was watching, I often had to remind myself that this is drama, not a documentary. This is entertainment, not education. The reason I stress that is even though it is based on a real historic event and real historical people, there is some sacrifice of accuracy, which I'll discuss in a moment, that is done intentionally by the producers and writers of the miniseries in order to weave a much more compelling story. I would go so far as to say that the best way to approach this miniseries is forget the fact that it's historical in nature, or even historical fiction. Just pretend it's a complete work of fiction. If you do that, I think you will greatly, overwhelmingly enjoy this television series. 
The closing line of the miniseries is actually, what is the cost of lies? I would change that to, what is the cost of inaccuracies? Because if you're like me, and you can't turn off the critical part of your brain while you're watching this miniseries, there are historical, cultural, scientific, and medical inaccuracies that you will see and could lessen your enjoyment of watching this miniseries. I can't go into great detail because I'm trying to keep this spoiler-free, but one historical inaccuracy is that the closing scenes of the miniseries focus on the trial of the men who are charged with being responsible for the nuclear power plant disaster. The great scientific testimony and rousing speech that Jared Harris gives is a complete fabrication. The character he's playing in real life did not testify at all at the trial. One of the big cultural inaccuracies It is very much an Americanized story. And at times, there are aspects of the way that the Soviet Union is portrayed that feels almost like a Cold War propaganda program. I myself lived through the Cold War and was used to being told how bad the Soviet Union was, especially in relation to the United States. And there were definitely aspects of this miniseries that were intended to make the Soviet government, military, and KGB look bad. One of the things that happens quite a lot is people keep getting threatened with being shot if they don't do what the state tells them to do. While indicative of 1930s Russia, that was not historically accurate for 1980s Soviet Union. The miniseries also goes out of its way to try to portray the scientists as heroic whistleblowers standing up against a corrupt government that refused to acknowledge its mistakes and take the appropriate action. In reality, the Soviet Union did act responsibly and did do the right thing in their reaction to the Chernobyl disaster and to prevent similar disasters from occurring in the future. The main scientific inaccuracy of the miniseries is how it basically turned nuclear power into, like, horror movie villain. And although they didn't explain the science incorrectly, they overemphasized some of its negative aspects and over-exaggerated the worst-case scenarios in order to ratchet it up to, like, a disaster movie level of threat. The primary medical inconsistency in the miniseries was the way that radiation poisoning was portrayed. They portrayed it basically like it was a zombie virus, that someone who had contracted radiation poisoning was somehow going to infect other people with radiation. The miniseries did an excellent job of accurately and horrifyingly vividly portraying how you die from radiation poisoning, but the thing that they got wrong is the people who are being treated were not a threat to healthy people, meaning they weren't going to infect them with radiation. It's actually the opposite. When you're infected with radiation poisoning, your body is breaking down, your immune system has been completely compromised, and you're more at risk from healthy people interacting with you than you are at risk to healthy people who are treating you or coming to visit you. In light of the historical, cultural, scientific, and medical inaccuracies, I give this miniseries a rating of 3.6 Runkins. It's not great, but it's not terrible. And even though I think it's not great, 
I do think it's highly recommended viewing. So in the HBO miniseries Chernobyl, we are traveling back in time to look at real historic events and people, which is why I chose it as one of the two shows to discuss time, stories, and reality. How accurate should our stories about the past be? How accurate can our own memories be? As I mentioned earlier, the show's creative team intentionally changed some aspects of history to fit television's dramatic structure and tell a more compelling story. In fact, the show created its own companion podcast, which I'll link to in our show notes, which does a great job of addressing the very story versus reality challenge I'm describing, as well as some philosophical musings about takeaways from the miniseries. You certainly don't need to listen to that podcast before or after seeing the miniseries, but I enjoyed it. Watching Chernobyl reminded me of one of my favorite Tracy Chapman songs, Telling Stories. There is fiction in the space between The lines on your page of memories Write it down but it doesn't mean You're not just telling stories But please don't misunderstand. I'm not trying to hate on television, movies, or pop culture for doing this. Stories are important. We need stories. And as Mike explained in our first episode, Pop culture shaped my life so much. Having pop culture as a way to escape real life and go to another world where anything is possible, be video games, comic books, movies, music, Anything like that is a way that I can just move to another realm where real life issues do not exist anymore. It helps me escape and then come back refreshed. All that stuff, that became my world. And it helped. It helped with everything. It kept me happy. It always and continues to keep me happy. No matter what else is going on, it's a place that I can go and be happy. That makes you Mike and Cheryl Crow are right. If it makes me happy, it can't be that bad. And Chernobyl made me happy, but it also made me think, which makes it an example of some of the best stuff that I enjoy in pop culture. Chernobyl made me think about how we tell stories about the past, especially our own past, all the time. In fact, every time we remember something, we reimagine it. We create a story. We fictionalize our own past, our own reality. To slightly paraphrase Mark Twain, the only difference between reality and fiction is fiction needs to make sense. We fictionalize reality to make sense of it. But what happens when our fiction makes us lose our sense of reality? When we escape into our world of our own making, or the making of something that we're consuming in pop culture, and it starts to distort the way we see the world, almost to the point of making it the only world we know. It reminds me of one of my favorite Wallace Stevens poems, The Idea of Order at Key West, that contains the lines, It was her voice that made the sky acutest at its vanishing. 
She measured to the hour its solitude. She was the single artificer of the world in which she sang. And when she sang, the sea, whatever self it had, became the self that was her song, for she was the maker. Then we, as we beheld her striding there alone, knew that there never was a world for her except the one she sang and singing made. And that poem reminds me of one of my favorite Sean Colvin songs, I Don't Know Why. But if there were no music, then I would not get through. And I don't know why I know these things, but I do. And as we contemplate our own stories, that we tell ourselves and to each other. I'll let Sean Colvin play us to the break with a sample of one of her other favorite songs of mine, The Story. I was born to be telling this story. I could only be telling this story. I will always be telling this story. Social shout out! Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, Links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points are a companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. The second television series at the heart of this episode, the recent Amazon Prime series Undone, which came out just a few weeks ago in mid-September 2019. It's an adult animated comedy drama. It was created by the same people behind BoJack Horseman, if you're familiar with that animated show. But it uses a distinctly different type of animation called rotoscope animation. It requires a painstaking process of animators drawing over live action footage frame by frame to produce a vivid visual look. It looks to me almost like an oil painting at times. It's the first time that this type of animation has ever been used in an episodic TV series, and it gives a very distinct look and feel to this show. The show has a wonderfully diverse and amazingly talented cast, but it focuses around two main characters. Rosa Salazar plays the primary character, Alma, and Bob Odenkirk plays her dead father, Jacob. By the way, that's not really much of a spoiler. I'm going to try to avoid spoilers as much as possible, just as I did with Chernobyl. A lot of the footage that I'm going to be sharing actually comes from the official trailer for the show. And again, some of the things that might sound kind of spoilery are not. There are things you probably could learn from just reading the description of the show, or you'll learn about minutes into watching the series. By the way, it's an incredibly easy binge because it's eight episodes 
all just slightly longer than 20 minutes long. So all total to binge watch the entire series would probably be about the equivalent of watching a three-hour movie. Unlike Chernobyl, I'm going to step through my clips of Undone a little bit at a time. All total is probably maybe about two and a half minutes worth of audio that I'll be playing. And again, this pretty much all comes from the official trailer of the show. So again, there may be some things that kind of sound spoilery, but I'm really not giving away anything, not trying to ruin in any way your appreciation of the show. I want you to go watch this show. I think it's amazing. But where we start is something that I think we can all relate to. Day-to-day life is so often a boring tedium of repeated events, we often wish we could change our reality to improve the story of our lives. I'm so bored of living. I wake up every morning in the same bed, I get dressed, and I eat the same breakfast and then take the same commute to work. I'm 28 years old and I'm terrified this is all there is. Yes, that was the sound of a car crash, a near-fatal accident, after which Alma discovers she has a new relationship with time, and her family and friends start to notice her even more odd-than-usual behavior. You don't need to worry about me because I'm pretty much okay. Pretty much. You're fine, right? I just feel like everyone's messing with me. You're acting even stranger than usual. You usually act even stranger than usual. But since the accident, you have been acting more even stranger than usual than usual. And then we learn the fascinating reason behind Alma's odd behavior, her changing perception of time, and how it can relate to the story of her life and the reality that she knows. I'm seeing my dead father. I wasn't in an accident. I was killed. He's training me to travel in time. With your ability, we can change what happened. So I can save him from being murdered. And there's the big hook of the series for me. What if we could travel back through time and change significant life-shaping events? How would our loved ones respond to us if we said that that was possible. In the show, there's lots of great sequences, again, that I'm not going to spoil. But at one point, Alma starts to believe that she actually can take control of time. Although, initially, it all just seems like a dream. You see what you're capable of? Yeah, but this is a dream reality. Anything can happen in a dream. Yeah, well, when you're awake, you're in a physical-based reality, so it seems more real than a daydream or a dream, but those states are just as real. As your abilities continue to grow, these states will continue to blend. You'll have a more flexible, fluid reality. I think I'm already finding that. But is Alma's more flexible, more fluid reality really real? Does she have the power to travel back through time and change the story of her life. The show acknowledges science fiction. It's not like we're asked to pretend that we don't know or haven't heard many science fiction stories before. Of course we have. This is a request to think about, what if it was real? What if it wasn't science fiction? Could we have the power if we believed that we did? 
Some people's minds are more capable. They can see more, they can feel more, they can know more. What you have is precious. We need to carefully develop your potential. Am I losing my mind, Dad? No. No. Uh, well, yes and, and no. Dreams of lifetimes of suffering are carried through your mind and body. Even the good feelings. You have to let go of those, too. They can't be who you are if you want to be free. Of course. The only one in my family who believes in me is the dead one. For now. I greatly enjoyed the Amazon Prime series Undone. I give it a rating of A Beautiful Mind. It was visually stunning and thought-provoking. It was funny, poignant, had great themes of family and other interpersonal relationships, and many other things I'd like to touch on, but again, I'm trying to avoid spoilers. I just want to add that the finale, to me, is perfect. I don't know if they're planning on making another season. I'm actually good either way. In fact, I might even prefer it if there isn't a season two. It's very rare that I can say that of a television series that I enjoyed season one so much that I almost don't want to see them make any more episodes. Just like Chernobyl, watching Undone reminded me of one of my favorite songs. This sample is a little bit longer. It's about a minute. This is actually the Jayhawks covering a Victoria Williams song called Lights. What kind of song would you give if you had a song to give? What kind of life would you live if you had a life to live? Would you want to make something good that you can look on? Lots of pleasure, yeah, you would What about this thing that you gave? What if it weren't quite perfect? What if there was something bad about it Would you love it just the same? Would you still care about it? The lights on the city look so Taglines for Undone ask, Would you change your life? Would you change your reality to change everything? They're very relatable questions, especially if you have ever experienced pain and loss. Because of course you have. We're all human. As R.E.M. reminds us, Well, everybody hurts. Hurts. 
closing, I can't help but be reminded of some wise words from one of my favorite science fiction shows of all time, Doctor Who. In fact, it was the 11th Doctor who said, Well, I see every life is a, is a pile of good things. Bad things. Good things. Don't always soften the bad things, but vice versa, the bad things don't necessarily spoil the good things or make them unimportant. So I want you to take some time to think about your reality, your story. And I'll leave you with more words from the 11th Doctor. You won't even remember me. Well, you'll remember me a little. There'll be a story in your head. That's okay. Not all stories in the end. Just make it a good one, eh? Thank you for listening to The Fanboy and the Hater. We really appreciate it and would love to hear your feedback. Give us a rating, leave us a comment, reach out to us on Twitter at fanboyandhater, email us at thefanboyandthehater at gmail.com. You can find all of our episodes on our website, fanboyandhater.podbean.com, that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N, where you can download the free Podbean mobile app for iOS and Android. Find us on all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Ditcher, Spotify, and many more. Once again, thanks for listening to The Fanboy and the Hater.